Hello and welcome to the C21 podcast. My name's Jonathan Webdale. Coming up in this week's episode... It is tough to get shows created right now that are not um, based on uh, pre-existing intellectual property. Well, <laughs> it's hard to get a show greenlit that is based on I- I- existing IP. IP is a, is a powerful tool in terms of getting your show out there. You need something that really cuts through and it's very easy for content that has an existing audience. To IP or not IP? That's the question we explore in a new C21 TV special coming up on the site next week. In a world of rapidly proliferating programme choices, is it becoming harder to get shows off the ground unless they're based on some existing recognisable intellectual property? Are reboots and book adaptations squeezing out original TV ideas? And where are the most exciting opportunities opening up in IP development? We hear from Sony Pictures Television's Keith Legoy, author Anthony Horowitz, producer Denise Davis and more. That's all coming up in a moment, but first a rundown of some of the news from C21 Media this week. Mediaset, the conglomerate controlled by former Italian Prime Minister Silvio Berlusconi, won approval from its shareholders to merge its operations in the country with those in Spain, creating a pan-European media powerhouse. The move, which will see the creation of a new Dutch-listed company called Media for Europe, was opposed by major investor Vivendi, run by French billionaire Vincent Bellore, who controls the Canal Plus Group. Vivendi says it intends to fight the proposed merger at all costs. Mediaset also holds a 9.6% stake in German broadcaster ProSieben Sat1, which this week confirmed it was putting a for sale sign on producer-distributor Red Arrow Studios, which houses 20 international production companies including Fabric Entertainment, Half Yard Productions and Kinetic Content in the US, plus CPL and Endor in the UK. Investment bank Morgan Stanley is working with the media group on a full divestiture of the business. Meanwhile, French broadcaster MC Group concluded its acquisition of Lagardère Group's television division as part of a 215 million euro deal announced earlier in the year. The transaction hands MC's ownership of kids' channel Gouli and its associated on-demand services in France, Africa, the Middle East and Russia, as well as a host of other youth-orientated networks in over 90 countries. YouTube promised to put $100 million towards original children's content over the next three years as part of its efforts to protect children and their privacy. The move comes after the tech giant was fined a record $170 million by the US Federal Trade Commission to settle a lawsuit that charged it with violating children's privacy. Netflix revealed a slate of 10 Korean original series at the Asian TV drama conference in Seoul. The shows range from supernatural action drama The School Nurse Files to sci-fi romance My Holo Love, while Korean originals Kingdom and Busted are returning for second seasons. Finally, NBC Universal owned US cable net USA Network announced a limited drama series about evil can evil, focusing on the daredevil's preparations for one of his biggest stunts, the death-defying Snake River Canyon jump in 1974. Knievel will be portrayed by This Is Us star Milo Ventimiglia, who is also an exec producer on the show. For more on all those stories and hundreds of others, visit c21media.net.
Now, if Disney's acquisition of Fox, AT&T's of Warner Brothers and HBO, and the merger of CBS and Viacom tells us anything, it's that aside from scale in a world increasingly dominated by global streamers, established film and TV brands count. Studios rebooting previously successful franchises is nothing new, nor screen adaptations of novels. But is it becoming harder to get shows off the ground unless they're based on some existing recognisable IP? That was the question we put to an array of execs for a new C21 TV special coming up on the website next week. For now, here's a sneak peek. First, we spoke with Keith Lagoy, president of Worldwide Distribution at Sony Pictures Entertainment. The Blacklist was something that came out of somebody's storytelling imagination and has been a huge hit for us around the world. Um, but obviously, if you look at some of the shows more recently, SWAT came out of an existing uh, you know, stable of IP. Uh, the Good Doctor came from a very successful uh, Korean show. Um, Lincoln, one of our shows this year, uh, stems from a series of best-selling novels and a big hit movie in The Bone Collector. Um, and For Life uh, is inspired by um, actually somebody who I just had the honor of meeting, uh, somebody called Isaac Wright Jr., his actual life story. Um, so I think that there is some benefit uh, in having existing IP that you can work from, not least because it gives you a reservoir, a very rich reservoir uh, of storytelling possibility. And again, I think in a world where people are looking to try and find things that can, one, cut through the clutter, of which there is a lot, um, but two, last for a long time and know that you've got that, that rich vein that you can go back to of storytelling opportunity and of development and of characters um, and of something that can really last for multiple years, then I think that that is reassuring to buyers that say, okay, there is something really substantial here. Lagoy mentioned Lincoln there, a drama in the works for NBC based on the best-selling Bone Collector book series by Jeffrey Deaver, previously adapted into a movie starring Denzel Washington and Angelina Jolie. The project comes from writers VJ Boyd and Mark Bianculli. Here's their take on tackling known IP. Dealing with existing an existing property and adapting it for TV or for film, one of the challenges is that once you read a book, you're kind of tied to, mentally tied to how things happen and how you envision those characters. And so you have to figure out which of these are essential, which of these translate to television, because not everything that's in a novel translates to television. It's a completely different art form. Things in a novel exist in your imagination, and now you have to put that on screen. So it's a different thing. I think a huge advantage is there's so much there to pull from, especially when dealing with a novel. You're dealing with three or 400 pages of material and we're going to turn that into a, a, like a 40, a 40, 50, 60 page script uh, and with a lot of white space. Uh, and I think especially going into series, there's enough even in the first novel that could populate a whole season. Yeah, and it's great to be given the gift of, of such, you know, a, a rich text of all of these of stories and examples. But at the end of the day, you have to make the decision, which can be an easy one if it's a good book, which this is, where you latch onto something specific about it. And that thing that's important to you that makes you turn the page, you just have to do your best to translate that to screen and make other people feel that. VJ Boyd and Mark Bianculli. Israel's Keshet Studios is a production partner on Lincoln alongside Sony and Universal Television. Here's Executive Vice President of Scripted, Rachel Kaplan. IP comes from everywhere. Um, we are fortunate in that we have the range of IP that is either 
things that were shot and produced in Israel. The best example of that is Homeland, probably, but also for us this year, it's Baker and the Beauty. But IP can come from all different places. The best way to present a show is to present the show, uh, and you have to decide this individually, what is, the, what is the idea behind it and how do we present it? I've sold projects that are based very loosely on a small, teeny, tiny article, and I've sold projects that are fully shot and completed. Um, but I've also shot and been successful with ground-up development. It just depends on your experience and how aggressive you are in what you're selling. The last time we got two shows ordered, which was actually two seasons ago, um, and we developed three, we, we made three pilots. And what's, what's a good example about that is one pilot that we shot was based on uh, actually a Belgian format. One pilot that we shot was based on 10 pages of an idea that was generated out of Israel. The third project that we had picked up, which was called The Brave, which was on NBC, was completely ground-up development. Two of those shows went to series. One of them was our ground-up development that had no IP behind it. And the other piece was Wisdom of the Crowd on CBS, and that had the 10 pages of an original idea. Sony's also adapting Anthony Horowitz's Alex Ryder series of teenage spy novels into a series together with British indie 11th Hour Films, overseen by Jill Green. Here they are. Jill and I worked together and created Foil's War out of nothing. That was just an idea that we had together. And it in the end became a product in its own right. It is now something quite recognisable. Uh, and that's one of the great joys of, of uh, starting with nothing and then actually yes. creating a property that the, the whole world comes to know. Although, curiously, people then thought that Foil's War must have been based Everybody on Everybody thought book. it was based on books, but it never was. That's right. But, but it never was. No, that's right. Although we did get, we did get an offer to get a publishing deal. And you I've had lots down. of offers to turn <laughs> Foil's War into books, but... Um, 16, made great books. 16 years of my life was quite enough, thank you very much. An original idea is, is much harder. It's harder for the financier who's taking more of a risk on it. And so um, our case, we've been very lucky with the original ideas. A, a, a lot of the things I've worked on have been created by Anthony, who is a master of uh, so many uh, original uh, pieces. So if you're in the hands of a good writer and you've got, at the core of it, a very strong idea, that is fine. But otherwise, people tend to prefer that you have a piece of IP that they can sit on and hold up and, you know, see it in some other shape or form. A lot more expensive to uh, adapt a book. That's the only thing, because, you know, you've got extra option fees. And you've also got the voice of the author or authoress to respect in that process, and they also have to sit back on, on it just as... You know, we, we're doing what Anthony Horowitz is doing on Alex Ryder and sitting back on it and seeing it transform into a, into a different thing from a book. Uh, that that's that's part of that that process. Finally, a word from producer Denise Davies, best known for her work on Issa Rae's award-winning web series *The Misadventures of Awkward Black Girl* and HBO comedy *Insecure*. The current television marketplace is showing that, on one hand, um, having a big branded IP um, is the best way to get a very fast green light, right, and a, and a faster development process or or a sale um, of a TV show set up. However, um, when it comes to original storytelling and more on, on a lower um, 
not lower concept in, but something that kind of speaks to a little more grounded show. So I'll take Insecure, for example. You know, the success of that show, to me, um, because it's not a spinoff of Awkward Black Girl, it truly is its own original type of show. But being so specific to Issa's vision and her story, um, her personal story, I think is what made the show so successful. In some cases, you can point to, well, she had Awkward Black Girl, she had an IP, but the truth is, is that show was not a, uh, a true uh, adaptation of what the web series was and so you know we were able to see that you can still be successful in selling a TV show that's not necessarily based off of an IP but that can get you in the door. The media landscape and the different platforms and ways we can now tell stories is really also opening up um, a new type of way to reverse uh, an IP into something else and so we're seeing podcasts take off um, and starting as an IP generated for an audio audience but then flipping to a platform like Amazon um, and taking Homecoming as example and really translating that to a brand new audience but yet using their podcast IP as their launching point um, and so that's starting to happen in so many different marketplaces and that's from digital online you know news books uh, you name it but I think that that's the the name of the game right now on TV is that it doesn't have to be um, a straightforward IP in the way that I think we were used to thinking of. Producer Denise Davies speaking with C21 TV for an upcoming special exploring the development of original shows versus those based on established IP. Look out for that on our website next week and be sure to follow C21 online on Twitter and on mobile for all the latest developments in the international TV business. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 